So we're here to talk about uh, the Pink Ribbon concert about uh, breast cancer awareness. It's called Symphony Masquerade. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. This is the first concert here on our 74th season. The Symphony Masquerade concert, as you mentioned, is uh, the Pink Ribbon concert, which is an annual concert that recognizes uh, breast cancer and breast cancer awareness during the month of breast cancer awareness, thanks to our friends at Mountain View Hospital here in Idaho Falls. This concert has something for everyone. It's an incredibly uh, exciting, richly emotional concert with three very important uh, works of music for the audiences to enjoy. And that's uh, this Saturday, October 14th at 7.30 p.m. Well, fantastic. So take me through the process of getting ready for a concert like this. I'm sure it takes uh, some effort and some time. Oh, absolutely. So we we came up with the program for this uh, concert many months ago as part of our 74th season. And since then, we've been putting all the pieces together. So we've hired the musicians of the Idaho Falls Symphony who come from all over our area and out of state as well. Uh, They'll be coming in this week for the rehearsal process. Before that, we got all the music prepared. Uh, Some of the music includes uh, music by Anna Klein, a living composer. She has a piece called Masquerade that we're playing on this Symphony Masquerade program. Uh, So we had to rent that music from the physical distributor and all of that. It gets the music in the hands of the musicians ahead of time so that they can come in for our precious rehearsal time. We can put it all together and put on a show for our fans in Idaho Falls. And does this concert come with a theme or is it always masquerade? No, yeah, we change the theme of each program uh, every year. And so the the real consistent theme here in October is the Breast Cancer Awareness uh, Pink Ribbon Concert with that support by Mountain View Hospital. That's been a a regular feature now for several seasons. The masquerade was an idea of our staff. You know, very fun uh, way to do a concert is to have that element of mystery, that element of magic and mystique on the stage and for the audience in turn to have an opportunity to dress up if they choose, you know, wear the wear the masquerade masks or the gowns and the, the evening gowns, that kind of thing, just as a way to make it more fun. There's no dress code, there's no requirement, but it's just a way to kind of liven up the concert experience here. And you said this is an annual event. I am I imagine you have been involved in several of these. What has been one of your favorite moments from one of these? Oh, it's true. So, you know, every year is something different, but uh, last year's Pink Ribbon concert uh, featured a violin concerto called the Rose of Sonora that was particularly memorable. Uh, The violinist Holly Mulcahy was here with composer George S. Clinton. We performed his new violin concerto with Holly, and it was a great start to the season. One of the things that's great about this October concert is it's typically the first concert in our subscription cycle that goes from October all the way through April every year. And so I'm in my 13th season. There's been 74 seasons of concerts in October. Uh, I'm delighted to be a part of this one. And I think audiences can really look forward to an exciting night of music. So take me through that because we're in Idaho Falls. And don't get me wrong, I love Idaho. But The Idaho Falls is probably not on somebody's radar as far as this is where I'm going to be and I'm going to be a symphony director and how, you know, how that's going to come about. So how did you get involved in the Idaho Falls Symphony? 
Oh, that's a great question. I When I was interviewing for the job now, 12 years ago, the opportunity was put out nationally and I added my name to the hat and there were over 150 conductors that were interested in the job. As you can imagine, it's a very competitive field. And so being uh, finding music director opportunities are increasingly rare. But nevertheless, when I came out here, uh, we had a great chemistry and the search committee was comprised of musicians and staff and community board members. And what I was struck by, and I'm still struck by here 12 years later, is this community itself. Not only are the musicians very passionate about what they do and uh, very dedicated to performing excellent concerts at the IF Symphony, but the patron base, the community, the people that surround the symphony are remarkable. I have traveled a lot and seen a lot of different situations, and Idaho Falls has a particularly engaged, generous uh, base of sponsors and supporters. We are so fortunate here. And if you haven't been to hear the Idaho Falls Symphony, you can be part of that community in the audience. You can come and join these wonderful folks, listen to this great music. I'm delighted to be the conductor. And, and here we go. Season 74. It's going to be a great one. Season 74. That's awesome. So you, your last bit of the response there leads into my next question is, I'm not an orchestra symphony buff myself. And for those who are not Uh, familiar with the orchestra or what you do there. Could you give them a little bit of a message to kind of just tell us why we should go to the symphony? Sure. Well, I I say all the time for first time audiences, you only need to come once to get hooked on this experience. And it's also a concert. Every concert is what I call babysitter worthy. So if you're a young family who needs to get the extra step of getting some childcare so you can make it a night on the town, it is absolutely worth it. The concerts are from 730 until roughly nine o'clock, 930 p.m. So it is a wonderful evening experience. The great audience is there. And the experience itself of the music, you know, I'm sure everyone has connection to music in some way. The symphony experience is over and above what you would get, say, on a recording or the radio. I love radio, and here we are on the radio. It's a great medium. But the live concert experience has electricity and energy that you only get in that context. We're talking about 60-plus musicians on the stage, all acting in perfect synchronization. It's, it's beautiful to both hear and to behold. So that visual component of being live in the audience, feeling the reverberations in the hall is spectacular. So we encourage people who are there for their first time to come as you are, make it, make the extra effort, make it a night on the town. Uh, it's going to be something that you get hooked on, we promise. I agree. I I work for the radio. I am a radio person, but I, I have to agree with you that the music is not as pure as if you were to listen in person. So Right. Absolutely. Um, let's circle back to the concert a little bit. We talked about how many musicians are going to be on the stage. You said 60. Um, my understanding is there. it takes many, many volunteers and people to get this thing going. What can somebody or how can somebody get involved in bringing about a production like this in the Idaho Falls Symphony? That's a good question. You know, we we have a, a great volunteer base um, that are is ushers, ticket takers, all the way up to members of our volunteer board of directors. So there's a lot of ways to get involved. Uh, I think coming to the concert and being part of the experience is the first step to just 
for folks to just kind of see what they like uh, and how they can uh, get to know the board members that are there and the volunteers that are there just introducing themselves. You know, another important piece, Chandler, is that musicians who are new to the area uh, can contact us through the Idaho Falls Symphony website and let us know that they're around. They can submit audition materials and try to get involved as musicians. I think that's important, too, to recognize is that our orchestra is constantly evolving and changing and people move in and out of the area. And we want to always be uh, in communication with the musicians that are local so that we can get them involved where possible. Um, And this weekend's concert, just to say again, it's an amazing program. I mentioned Anna Klein's Masquerade. We're also playing The Sorcerer's Apprentice that many people might know from uh, Fantasia. The original Fantasia has Sorcerer's Apprentice starring Mickey Mouse. Uh, This is a great piece of music fanfare for the orchestra bar none it's just so exciting to perform and again sticking with that element of magic and mystery we're playing the enigma variations of edward elgar this is a fabulous piece for the orchestra showcases so many different solo voices inside the orchestra so people can come and get sort of attached to the individual instruments of those 60 or they can be awash in the full sound of the orchestra there's absolutely something for everyone and tickets are available at ifsymphony.org well perfect that was my next question so we we covered that great (laughs) um is there anything else that you would like to cover as we kind of wind down the interview Sure. Well, you know, one of the things that we also like to offer is a uh, concert prologue. I give a, an informal lecture one hour before the concert. So that's at 6.30 p.m. before the show, just for personal insights and some historical background on the concert so that listeners can really get uh, their uh, ears open and their minds connected to the particular era that we're performing. So that's free with, for all ticket holders Again, the tickets are very reasonably priced. It's $20 to $40 in that window. Uh, student discounts are available. All that information is available, again, at ifsymphony.org. And we just can't wait to kick off this season and welcome everybody back to the concert hall. And you mentioned, right, that this is the beginning of a, a, season, a season cycle. Um, are there season tickets available for people who want to come and attend every single one of those? Oh, absolutely. Season tickets are the best way to save for special seats for every concert all year long. Our office would be happy to help you get some season tickets organized at this point in the season. And as it goes along, you know, you'll miss out on some of the discounts that come with a season ticket. If you don't act soon, you'll have to buy them concert by concert as the season goes along. So uh, we're available at uh, 208-529-1080. Again, on our website, we'd be happy to hear from people who'd like to get signed up for the year. Again, it's a great way to save your seats, put all the events on your calendar, and make sure you don't miss a beat. All righty. And one final fun question to end the interview, if you will. How did you get introduced to music? Why do you love it? Uh, that's a big question. Well, uh, how much time do we have? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I would say I was introduced to music through my household, uh, again, listening to music, uh, having exposure early on. And my parents encouraged me to take violin lessons from a really early age, like three, four years old. That just morphed into more piano lessons and music lessons when I was a kid. Uh, but all the way along, you know, I've always been inspired by music, love to listen to music, have it on all the time. And it's just become a fabric 
of life. And becoming a conductor was a little bit later in my life. Uh, just had a chance to give it a try in college. It was a great fit for me being able to work with other musicians and collaborate, work with uh, members of the public and have that kind of public face of classical music. So it's it's a wonderful career, but you know, challenging in many respects. I do try to always go back to that original love for music as my motivation and try to impart that to our orchestra and our community as we gather around these amazing concert experiences. 